Welcome to the box. This call is nightly at 11.30 p.m. East Coast time. We are here to turn fantasy into reality. Here in the box, open-minded adults of all genders, orientations, and lifestyles can acknowledge and explore their dreams and fantasies, mild to wild, without fear of judgment or shame. What do we all have in common? We want to live free. Buckle in. Let's have some fun. You know, every time I hear Candy's voice tell us to buckle in and let's have some fun, I agree with the fun part. I disagree with the buckle in. What's this with all the restraints and the seatbelt? I want to be buckled in. I definitely don't want to be seatbelted in. I want to move. So anyway, hello, listeners. This is your girl, Alexis, with the box, and we have a treat for you today. Our sexologist, Miss Candy, flown in from wherever it is the hell she visited to grace us with her presence on a brand new topic. Candy? Well, thank you. I'm still laughing about that idea of buckling in. We're not just in some regular car. We might be on the roller coaster of to end all roller coasters. So uh, I kind of agree with you on that. <laughs> But thanks for having me. (laughs) Listen, I want to let you know that we are talking about fetishes and fantasies and paraphilias tonight. Um, Okay, fancy words. So I'm going to start with the one in the middle, and that is fantasy. Um, Because after all, this is Pandora's fantasy box. Um, fantasy means different things to different people. It has, you know, tactical definitions in music and in literature and fantasy sports, all that. We focus on our sexual fantasies. Fantasy is two things. And you start thinking about a fantasy you're going to share. But anyway, fantasy is two things. One is it's the power. I like that. (laughs) The power or the process of creating unrealistic or improbable mental images in response to one of our deep-seated psychological needs. Uh, Humans all fantasize, not always about sex, of course, but everyone fantasizes because Uh, We all share certain needs. Second, a fantasy is that mental image or series of images, oh, like a daydream, that we create. Everyone's fantasies are different. Some are calm and soothing. Some are just batshit crazy, right? (laughs) So um, when you think, you can share your own or you can um, uh, talk about one that you think is just a common fantasy. But um, tell me about a sexual fantasy. Not the whole detail, 
we, you know, I, I'm not ready for that. Let's do that a little bit later. But just sort of what are some general fantasies that you think people have? Well, this, Chris, I like to definitely go first. I like to be first at a lot of things. So I'll have to say I have sexual fantasies about maybe someone I'm attracted to that I can't touch yet um, of how I would do when I am able to touch them. I have sexual fantasies about different things that I want to try sexually, like asphyxiation or maybe water sports or something with pain. Those are just some of the types of fantasies that I have. Okay. And um, uh, all cool. And uh, these are all things that we explore uh, in the box. But you are talking about, those are all realistic type things. Um, uh, and I'll talk about the difference there. So, uh, Jen, you're on the phone tonight. Tell me about a fantasy that you have. <clears throat> well, I'm not sure exactly how it came to be, but I think it was, I don't, not really much of a porn watcher, believe it or not. I do watch it a little bit here and there. Um, I have like certain clips that I find that I really like that I kind of go back to, but anytime I'm trying to get myself off, I usually do watch porn. And if I don't, I actually fantasize about just the gangbang. Like that's my ultimate fantasy right there is just having like a bunch of guys around me, just pleasing me, doing everything to me, taking turns with me. And as soon as I think about that, boom, I come like pretty fast. So yeah, that's definitely a huge <laughs> fantasy of mine. <laughs> pretty popular one too, I think. Um, uh, Alexis, and I know I've heard from from you because you are very verbal and you're kind of shut off um, from your significant other right now. So I assume fantasies are pretty important. But um, uh, share one big one for you. Hmm. My fantasy is to tie a guy up and have my way with him. Oh, excellent. So I literally tie him up and tease him to the point where he just screams for mercy, and I may or may not show it. I'm voting for no, no mercy. I love it. I love it. Okay, ladies, you have all said something that is really within your power to make come true. And um, in a controlled environment, you know, I, 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 I don't want to <laughs> get killed or arrested with some of these things. But those are all realistic. We just don't often make them come true. Some fantasies are pretty much impossible, though. If you want to have sex with a merman with a unicorn watching, you know, probably outside of what we can make realistic. But you can still think about it. You can still think about it. So fantasies are something that uh, are really useful for people if they're in a bored place. You know, they're tired of doing the same old thing. Or just to keep yourself immune, you're locked in. We're literally locked down in some places. So fantasies are really important. Uh, fetishes are something different. Um, uh, and it's funny because some of us have fantasies about things that are fetishes. Um, 
So let me define what a fetish is because these get pretty interesting. Basically, a fetish is, in general terms, uh, just some sort of object. It has to be a material object. And people regard it with superstition or they have some special trust or reverence. Uh, people carry fetishes with them or they place them on altars. Okay, So lots and lots of cultures believe in and use fetishes. When we're talking about a sex, though, a fetish is either an object like, say, stiletto heels or pantyhose or a body part like the ear or the feet. And they have to be either there in reality or in fantasy. For the person who has this fetish to be able to be sexually gratified. Um, in other words, it's, it's really the fetish that gives them the sense of completion. Some people who have a very strong fetish can't even have sex if it's not in the room. So here's the difference between a desire and a fetish. Leather, okay? Many of us uh, think leather or those heels that I talked about are hot. They are hot. But you'd never worry about it if they weren't there, right? Um, if you have a leather fetish, though, it's difficult or even impossible to enjoy sex without leather as part of the experience. Now, you can casually refer to anything you want as your fetish. I'm not the word police. <laughs> um, but do understand the difference. I buy things um, that are definitely sold as fetish wear because they are so fucking cool, right? Um, but I'm just as happy uh, playing naked. See the difference? If I had a, a real leather um, fetish, I would have to have leather right there with me, or else I'd have to be dreaming about it, or I'm daydreaming about it. Now, this is uh, uh, good news. Uh, we'll be definitely exploring some of the fetishes. Oh, um, leather and, and all those other things, virtually and in-person events soon. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, tell me, uh, those of you here, three uh, ladies that are on with me, do you personally have a fetish? Or is there something that you just like to play with, although it might not technically be a fetish. So who has a fetish? This is Secrets, and I have a few fetishes, that things that drive me absolutely crazy. One is, <laughs> <laughs> one, 
One is height. Like, if I see a guy that's, like, over six feet tall, that does something to me, like, literally. That's one fetish. And the next one is a guy that has really great cologne. That drives me literally crazy. He makes me have his way with me. And um, I have an oral fetish as well. Love, love, love driving someone up the wall, like, literally. <laughs> oh, just, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, um, as I said, I'm I'm not the word police, so uh, I'm perfectly good with you calling them fetishes. I call things like that fetishes in my personal life, too. But um, can you get it on if the guy is short? Oh, of course. <laughs> can you get it on if he does if he just smells more natural and manly? I, I definitely can, and, and the dif- the difference is just, of course, I like substance and I like mental stimulation. So, if, but if I see a guy like six five, six six, six seven, I'm like, oh my gosh! Now we may not fuck because he may be an idiot, but that gets me excited. That gets it started. Excellent. I just want to be clear Excellent. about that. I've had oh, great sex with guys a lot shorter too. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So. That's why for many of us, the fetishes and the fantasies get wrapped up together. And they really give us a big return, don't they? Uh, whether we actually put them into, uh, into play or not. We'll have to compare body parts and such later. <laughs> uh, so, Jen, uh, would you say that you have a fetish? Um, no, I wouldn't say I have a particular fetish. Like what Secret said, I'm definitely into all that. Like a guy that's tall, that smells good, and I do have a big oral fixation because I feel like I, if I can't go down on my partner, I don't feel satisfied. Like I have to do that, even if he doesn't go down on me. And unfortunately, in my experience, I've had that a lot happen to me. Like guys do, do go down on me, but like a lot of them in the past didn't because they were just jerks and assholes. But I would say like my biggest fetish, which I think is more of a fantasy than the fetish, is the whole BDSM, you know, submissive role. That's that's basically my big thing there because I can't get that from a lot of guys. I've only gotten that from maybe a few guys in my whole life, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of guys. So I would say that's probably my biggest fetish. As far as those concerned, I don't, I can't really think of anything else. Like I do enjoy having my neck kissed a lot because my neck is super sensitive, and I also like kissing their neck too, even if it's not as sensitive as mine. It just gets me off to to please them like that. So, but other than that, I really can't think of anything else. So that would probably be my so quote unquote fetishes, if you will, or you know fantasies. Yeah. Okay. I I just have to share before I ask Alexis. I read about an old grandma down south somewhere that the advice she gave to the young ones in the family about birth control was don't ever let a man kiss your neck. If he kisses your neck, it's over, and next thing you know, you got a baby. (laughs) (laughs) And for some of us, that's it. Um, I I withhold kissing quite a bit. Seems a little intimate to me. So if I'm with somebody that they they are taking control of my whole throat and neck, yeah, I'm a goner. I'm a goner. So. Mm-hmm. How about you, Big time. Uh, uh, Alexis? Is there an object or a body part that just really does it for you? No. 
No, because I'm all about confidence and I'm all about intelligence. Because for me, even if you are a good-looking guy, the second you open your mouth and you sound like an idiot, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I don't really fixate on a body part. And, no, I don't fixate on an object yet. So I will say yes. It's not like a final thing for me. I will say yet. Who knows? Maybe one of these days Candy will teach me something and I might fix it after something. (laughs) Personally, personally, I like it when people get strongly, strongly into desire. Um, If you get fixated, wow, it can go wrong. And uh, it leaves you unsatisfied a lot of the time. Own what it is you like and then go after it. Uh, That I really, really support. We are going to uh, talk about paraphilias, which is probably less familiar to most people. So, uh, Alexis, now might be a good time for a break if you need to uh, give us one. We will be back as soon as we can. You only live once. I want you to remember that. Once again, YOLO, which means you only live once. So live your best life right now. Join us nightly, Sunday night through Thursday night, unless we have a special show at the box. And we're going to bring you hot new topics and share all types of information. If you have not subscribed to our website to get information on becoming a member, ordering some merchandise and products, be sure to do that now. Look in the link below and get connected. Hello, everyone. This is your girl, Secrets with the Box, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our talk show. And each and every night, we look to deliver some unique, interesting, and hot information and things that you probably would think about for days and days at a time. As I sit here and think about some of the calls that we've had over the last couple of weeks, I'm still super, super excited. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't even pick a call that was my favorite because they actually all are because I learn something new every day, and that is what life is about. It's about learning something new every day. So what I want to say to you guys that are listening, contact us, get more information, suggest topics of things you'd like to hear about. And if you're not a member of The Box, Please subscribe now and become a member because guess what? Membership has its privileges. And, again, this is your girl, Secrets. Happy weekend to everyone. And remember, live free. Are you back for me? Yes. And thank you so much for that information, Miss Secrets. I want to encourage our viewers to hurry on over to Pandora's box and come become members because like Secret says, membership does come with its perks. Now Miss Handy, we hand the show back over to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um this section is about paraphilias. And this is kind of my territory. <laughs> um Paraphilia is the category that is now used 
by psychiatrists, essentially, and uh, sex educators to um, to refer to what used to be called just sexual perversion or sexual deviation. Now, please understand there is no, no precise border between what most of us, or at least some of us, would consider um, unusual <laughs> sexual interests and paraphilia. But the words used are always scientific, and they are all often described as if they're going to become disorders. Um, to put it bluntly, paraphilia is a psychiatric order when it causes you distress or when it causes harm uh, to someone else. But if there is no harm, your sexual um, arousal and gratification may depend on fantasizing or actually doing sexual things that a lot of other people would consider atypical or extreme or weird or crazy or whatever. Well, some of us just call that kinky and do not worry about what the rest of the world thinks. Um, so when a preference or a paraphilia um, for it to become a disorder, it has to be recurrent and intense. <laughs> and some of us engage in recurrent, intense behavior. But it also has to lead to significant um, distress or impairment in your social life, in your work, uh, or other important um, areas of functioning. So it's all wonderful, you know, if you have a fetish, but if it keeps causing you to lose your job or you lose your family over it or it makes you sad, that dips into it being a disorder. As long as you're making your own choices and living freely and owning those, then, um, yeah, some of these will absolutely not be everyone's cup of tea. Um, the, uh, the manual that doctors use to describe the eight most common paraphilias, so listen to these and then think how many of them um, you might enjoy. Voyeurism, exhibitionism, frauterism, there's a word you don't often hear, uh, but that's when you touch or rub yourself against someone else without um, their consent. Sexual masochism, sexual sadism. You know that, um, uh, uh, well, you know where you are in the BDSM community and you know how that makes you feel. It's interesting, but that studies have shown that many people who are into uh, sadism and masochism and all that can tend to be mentally more healthy than those that are not. Um, pedophilia, that one, of course, when done in real life, has, um, uh, well, ethical concerns, but is also against the law. 
But uh, fantasies are fantasies. Uh, fetishism, we talked about some of the, the well-known fetishes. But that's when you are so obsessed with a non-genital body part or a non-living object, like you are in love with a tree. Um, and uh, this one, I want to take just a second to uh, explain before we talk about some of the lesser known and really cool ones, some of them. It's called transvestic disorder. And the reason I want to bring that to your attention is um, that, well, we talked about uh, being supportive of and inclusive of non-binary and queer folk out there. The correct term for someone who um, occasionally wears clothing that you'd think of as belonging to the other sex is cross-dresser. Cross-dressing men usually identify as heterosexual. They don't think of themselves as women. They just get a sexual rush from dressing like a woman. It's, so it's a form of gender expression. But it's not just for their entertainment. It's important to them. It gives them sexual expression and release. Calling such a person, calling uh, a person who chooses to cross-dress a transvestite is no longer considered um, um, appropriate. It's insulting because transvestism is a listed mental illness. So don't call people transvestites. Um, um, Also, don't worry about the difference between transgender, transsexual. Just refer to people as people and uh, use trans more as an adjective. But anyway, don't call trans uh, cross-dressers transvestites. Now, 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 um, I know that on um, the box, uh, one or another of the hosts here will be talking about um, voyeurism, exhibitionism later, um, in, well, over the next uh, uh, couple of weeks. Oh I am delighted to say that um, Mr. D uh, will be joining us um, to talk about uh, what's called urophilia or urolognia, um, most people would just call that water sports. So golden shower, that sort of thing. Um, we are talking about that on um, Sunday night, and that is uh, considered a, uh, um, a paraphilia. Uh, others, <laughs> well, uh, coprophilia, that's what, again, some of us would call scat. Um, and I'm leading a discussion with Mr. D on that also. Now, others are, I'm not, I'm not going to give you the fancy names uh, for all of the rest, um, except the ones that I know everybody would know. But some people are just so into obscene phone calls. Others, um, uh, well, necrophilia, you've heard of. Um, that's the obsession with corpses. 
some mm. people um, uh, are so into enemas for sexual pleasure. Some mm. like to vomit for sexual pleasure or to watch someone else. Um, this one is weird. So I'm going to give you the official name of this one. Eproctophilia. Somebody guess. Just what do you think eproctophilia would be? Mm. You don't speak Latin? <laughs> I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> For shame. That is farting or flatulence. Uh, oh, I mentioned wow. uh, I mentioned to Alexis that oh uh, a couple of years ago I had some steady uh, clients for erotic uh, chat on uh, over the phone, and the one that I just hated to see his name come up, he was into farting, and we had to play this <laughs> wheel of fart sounds. I got tired of doing it, so I had to go to a kid's store and buy a little machine that would make fart sounds, convincing fart sounds. (laughs) So um, (laughs) there was a book written in um, 2008 about sexual pathologies. They listed 547 terms describing this type of interest. Uh, Not all, of course, end up talking to psychiatrists about them. But the (laughs) author of that book said, and this I think we should, you know, we should have it on a T-shirt or something. Like allergies, sexual arousal may occur from anything under the sun, including the sun okay so when we're talking about fetishes and fantasies and paraphilias it is a whole universe out there and if something exists (laughs) there's going to be one of the members of of the box that will be into it and i personally think that's kind of cool Kind of cool. So, so think outside the box here. Think about, oh, just something that you wouldn't like, but that you think, huh, does somebody really do that? So give me an example. Something you think people might do for sex that sounds weird to you. <laughs> Uh, you mean something other than what the things you already named? Oh, yeah, because I'm just giving you the common ones. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Well, here, I'll give, you my, I'll give you my example, which I think is just horrifying, but enough people want to do it that you can find porn on it, you can find um, chat boards on it. How would you like your eyeballs lit? Oh, gosh. Sounds interesting, though. <laughs> See, it would make me run in terror. Oh, um, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sitting here trying to imagine, how, how can that happen, actually? Let me see. Like, am I, I going to hold my eye open for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, 
Uh, and what's funny about it is most of the people that are into that, um, they're not doms or subs. Uh, that's just not part of their their real makeup. So I was thinking, wow, how do you just find somebody that's good with you? <laughs> you, know, you want to lick my eyeball. Um, but that is something. Uh, people have um, petitioned in the court to marry their car or um, um, to have, you know, they consider uh I don't know, a toaster or something as their sexual partner. So anything, anything in the world, folks. So um, uh, I'm not going to go through here and just make them up. So give me something that you will commit to it just imagining over the next few days till I talk to you again something that you never thought about in a sexual sense. What are you mm. willing to spend a bit of your fantasy time on? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, I think you got everybody quiet tonight. Well, because um, I, I gave you homework. That's terrible. Well, I guess you did. What okay. am I willing to to spend my fantasy time on? Yeah, something that, like, isn't natural to you, that you've never thought about. Um, well, <laughs> and, and uh, so, well, do you ever imagine what most people call bestiality? Uh, in real life, that's illegal, by the way. Um, zoophilia. <laughs> Uh, do you ever imagine having sex with a horse or having your dog or your cat? Well, can I share a story really quick? party, Actually, a lifestyle party a little while back. And one of the young ladies, he was, um, she was blindfolded, and the guy and her was playing around, and he got up to go get something. And then he brought his dog back to start licking, licking on her clit, and she fucking I loved it like started coming instantly <laughs> ah and I actually watched that shit and I'm like damn it do look kind of hot <laughs> you know and, oh well, my gosh. <laughs> I <sighs> speak from experience here um but Ooh. uh so that one I uh yeah <laughs> have have experienced that have you heard of something called nodding K-N-O-T-T-I-N-G, knotting. Is that the same thing as fisting or no? No. And um, the way I first found out about knotting, it was before, you know, I'd spent so much of my time in in, uh, sex classes and stuff. I thought (laughs) they were talking about rope work. And so I was... Are they talking about talking oh, you're about having sex with a dog and yes. he knocks with his mate or something like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I actually responded to a Craigslist ad, uh, what, six years ago, I guess, in Southern California because I wasn't familiar with the term. And, yeah, uh, what this person wanted to do was uh, to have their dog. Um, uh, uh, fuck me. They wanted to watch, 
And the reason it's nodding is, well, just that's the way dogs um, talks work. <laughs> so before you set yourself up on a date, make sure you understand what everybody's talking about. Uh, <laughs> okay, so lots of people in into animals, things like that, either in real life uh, or just in their fantasies. Give me another one that you probably hadn't thought of before. Really stretch yourself out here. Okay, so I guess we can't use anything like um, the golden shower. That's kind of basic, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, <laughs> have you done it? No, but it's definitely been on my list. <laughs> okay, well, then you come prepared with a full bladder, by the way, for Mr. D's show on uh, Sunday. Because we're going to talk about what it's like from both sides. Um, Receiving the shower or giving the shower to someone else. Okay. So, um, yeah, that one's on our list. That one's on our list. Um, (laughs) I love it. Since we have people here in our group and people who will be members that are sapiosexuals, they are into intelligence and words, among other things. One of my personal favorite paraphilias is called narrato, N-A-R-R. So it's like a narrative narratophilia some people think that means only that you get turned on by naughty words and for some people that's true but some of us that identify with that we like the stories we like the setup to stories we're like in our minds directing scenarios Um, as we're in them, and we like remembering and telling the stories. So Tandy admits that one she's uh, a bit fond of. Oh, my gosh. So um, uh, seriously, but do you understand why these used to be called perversions? It Mm -hmm. used to be called a deviant. All these things used to be against the law and could get you sent to jail or to an insane asylum. In 1953, President of the United States made um, um, gay behaviors, male-on-male sex. Uh, That's when it was declared to be a mental illness. So... It's important, people, to live free, isn't it? Because nobody's getting hurt by any of these things. Mm -hmm. I agree. Absolutely. Definitely. So I have just one thing uh, to tell you. Unless one of you has some fantastic, if you've already decided what you're going to think about over the next week or so, shoot it in. Otherwise, um, um. I'll do my wrap-up. So how about you, Jen? You're going to go out and, I don't know, explore enemas or something this week? 
I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'll do that because I, I already use an enema because I use it to clean my ass out so I, I can use a toy in there or to get fucked in the ass. So I already do that. So that's nothing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you use it functionally. You don't use it for sexual fun, right? No, um, no. Huh? Again, well, if you're used to using one, you are a very marketable commodity. There are lots of people looking for women who will let them do enemas to them. So anyway, you get poor. That's um, that's not a bad. <laughs> so not the best example here. Um, oh. <laughs> Actually, um, when you mentioned cross-dressing earlier, um, I agree that it's kind of rude to call them transvestites because um, when I had a job at Macy's selling clothes, we had this gentleman come in and he asked to use a woman's fitting room to try on a dress. And he didn't feel comfortable doing it in the men's um, side of the store. So I agreed to let him use an empty one and I would stand guard. And it turned out that he just liked cross-dressing. And by profession by day, he was an attorney and quite a successful one. And because I was only one of three employees in that store who would treat him like a human being, because the other workers would either avoid him or would just tell him no before even thinking about it or asking a manager. I turned out to be his favorite salesperson. And when um, he decided to take his mother on a shopping trip, he ended up buying thousands of dollars worth of merchandise (laughs) and refused to give the people who would have made missions on them the sale. And I offered to give it to my coworker who actually needed the sale, but because she was rude to him and she judged him on the day that he decided to come in dressed as a woman, he literally told me that he would rather wait the hour it would take for me to come back from my lunch break to let me ring the sale than to give the sale to her. And he ended up taking me and his mom out to lunch, which is pretty cool. That is really nice that you got rewarded for doing what should have been considered just a basic human courtesy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, uh, we are close here to, uh, wrapping up. So I just want to remind everybody that the purpose of Pandora's fantasy box is to create a place where people can meet other like-minded people and explore, 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 fetishes and fantasies and paraphilias without fear of judgment or shame. Um, We say that we help people turn their fantasies into realities. Um, So um, what do we say then? Because some fantasies might not seem like they're possible. Well, your fantasy may seem unrealistic to you right now, but it might just sound like a regular Thursday to uh, some of us who really commit to living free. So we can provide your playground, okay? 
Um, or I'll admit, you probably cannot become a warrior priestess with a group of fighters at your political and sexual beck and call. Um, um, that one might have come from Tandy. Uh, but we can give you a place to act like one and lots of willing volunteers to make you feel good about it. So, folks, check us out. Uh, Alexis, thank you for inviting me. Thank you, other ladies, uh, for joining in. And Candy's going to go live free. Absolutely. Well, thank you, you, listeners, for joining us tonight on an interesting topic. Before we run out of time, I would like to encourage our listeners to check us out on Instagram at hashtag Pandora's Fantasy Box 7 or on Facebook at Pandora's Fantasy Box. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Night.